Want to learn how to see and share Jesus from all the scripture? Learn with us at the Christ Center and Clear Podcast. Welcome to the Christ Center and Clear Podcast. I'm Nate Aiken, your host. Have with me, as always, my brother John, and we are finishing up our series on tough passages in the Old Testament. Today, we're going to think through the end of the book of Ezekiel, the promise of a future temple, questions like, how does this fit with Christ's finished work? Will there be animal sacrifices in the future? And more. John, thanks for uh, joining for the podcast. It's great to be with you. All right. Well, let's just start there. Uh, well, let's start here. Have you preached the end of Ezekiel, taught the end of Ezekiel, um, and sort of how did you break it down? I have taught the end of Ezekiel. And the way I broke it down, I, I taught basically chapters 35 through the end of the book and looking at the the pattern of like the new Exodus, how this repeats um, the Exodus pattern from before and how it points forward to uh, final Exodus that, you know, culminates in Christ. Okay, so why would we put this in a tough passages in the Old Testament category? Well, there's just a lot of, I mean, it's, it's you know, there's like apocalyptic type language, symbolic type language. And so there's obviously because of that, lots of different ways people interpret it. Uh, and, and depending on their theological, um, you know, persuasion on how the end times plays out, there's a lots of speculation about, uh, so, because what because what happens is you have um, Ezekiel thirty four promise of a new David, so messianic promise. Ezekiel thirty six, you've got promise of the new covenant, right? New heart, new spirit put in you. Ezekiel thirty seven, resurrection from the dead, and the reunification of Israel and Judah. And then forty through forty eight is this final vision of of the of the eschatological temple with the glory of the Lord returning to it, a river flowing out of it. That gets deeper and deeper the the further it gets from its source and it brings life to everything it touches. And so there's all kinds of things within that temple stuff, like um verses about potentially sacrifices and um, you know, atonement being made, like for example, Ezekiel 43, 27. And when they have completed these days, then from the eighth day onward the priest shall offer on the altar all your burnt offerings and your peace offerings. And I will accept you, declares the Lord God. And so people, people who interpret Ezekiel 40 through 48 as being in the millennium um, say that then that somehow post the return of Jesus, that there's going to be reinstitution of the sacrificial system. Um, okay, let's just <laughs> go right there then. Does it appear that Ezekiel is saying there will be animal sacrifices post the return of Christ. And with that, let's just I mean, think through and talk through as an Old Testament guy, things like fulfillment, uh, how we should interpret prophecy and those sort of things. So I'll, I'll kind of put that in a big heading to let you talk through. But yeah, so maybe talk prophecy, fulfillment, how we see down the corridor of, of the future in the Bible. Uh, and then specifically, will there be animal sacrifice? Is, is Ezekiel even saying that? Well, I mean, I guess it's it's one possible interpretation of what Ezekiel's saying. I don't think it's the most plausible. Because so, here's the thing. Again, let's let's back up. 
and let's just talk about interpretation for a second. I mean, I one of the clear principles of interpretation that I was taught, and I think most people have been taught this, is that you let clearer texts, you know, help inform how you interpret more difficult texts. And so I think, one, it is clear. The book of Hebrews, if the book of Hebrews says anything, it says the sacrificial system <laughs> has been fulfilled and completed, and there is no longer any sacrifice for sins that needs to be made. You amazed. might call that Christ-centered and clear. That's Christ-centered and clear. Um, <laughs> which, which is where we're going to go in the, in the future in this podcast to the book of Hebrews, but that's just yeah. a... Just a little, a little teaser you know, promo. Yeah, just a little teaser. So I yeah, so so Hebrews is clear. I mean, the the even the the you know, the tearing of the of the veil at the death of Jesus, the what how Hebrews interprets the cross of Christ, it is clear there is no longer any sacrifice that needs to be made. Atonement does not need to be made, it's been made fully and finally in Jesus Christ. So people have to come up with weird attempts to say, well, these sacrifices aren't uh, bringing atonement, but they're they're either like memorials, they're pointing back to Christ, and but I just I just don't think that you have to go there. I I, I think again I'm I'm going to let what I think is clear in Hebrews and other places in the New Testament point back to how we interpret Ezekiel. Hmm. So, in your opinion, then it's not obviously there's there's going to be no animal sacrifice um, post. Uh, the return of Christ. So what is Ezekiel actually writing about here at the end of his, um, his, his book? You know, and, and, and just to say this real quick before I answer that specific question, that I mean, for throughout our lives, there've been people who are so committed to this type of interpretation that you've got farmers in the South who are breeding red heifers to try to ship them to Israel to help aid in whenever the temple is rebuilt. And, there's going to be the reinstitution of sacrifice so that, that we can usher in the end of the age and that kind of thing. Um, again, it just, it, it, it feels like, it just feels like, um, you know, a bunch of, fa- a bunch of fanciful interpretation to me that's not, that's not merited by what the Bible says. So I think, I think it's very clear to me that the New Testament interprets Christ and his body as the new and final temple. So I just think that that's, I think it's John 2, tear down this temple, I'll build it back up in three days. 1 Corinthians 6, don't you know your bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit? Um, you know, even at the end in Revelation, there, there's no temple, the, 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 you know, right. the, the lamb is the temple. Um, so so I, that's how I'm going to interpret this. So I take the vision of this eschatological glorious temple that has a, a river of life flowing out of it as Christ. I mean, it's pointing mm-hmm. us to Jesus and to what he's going to do. So the sacrifices that are being mentioned here are talking about Christ, who is the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, the temple is Christ, who is the final temple. The river of life is pointing to symbolic. I mean, Jesus, when he's, when he dies, um, he's jabbed under his ribs, blood and water flows out, um, which I think is symbolic in, in John's gospel. The spirit, you know, is going to flow out to, uh, those who believed in Jesus. And so that's how I, that's how I take the end of Ezekiel. When you're teaching something like prophecy, um, h- how are you helping people think through, um, sort of already not yet fulfillment, um, 
the, so even when he's writing, how much is he writing about the the cross and the resurrection, and then obviously future glory? How do you help people think through both interpretation of prophecy and maybe even specifically what's happening with Ezekiel? Well, I just try to show. So it's pretty easy in Ezekiel because I think so. What I do there is to say, look, you have this this promise of this pattern of a new exodus. Okay, so so let me go back and just be really clear about this. In the old exodus, what did you have? You had a tyrant Pharaoh who was who was raging against God's people. God judged Pharaoh in Egypt with the plagues. Uh, Then you have the Passover, and then you have them being released, and they're going out and they're wandering through the wilderness until they get to Canaan. Uh, When they get to Canaan, they have this conquest of the land. They then build the kingdom under David, where he unites the tribes, and then Solomon builds the temple. Okay, and so you have that pattern is being played out in Ezekiel. So you have plagues uh, in chapter thirty-five. You have the, the resurrection from the dead and the return home in chapters 36 and 37, the, the reunification in chapter 37, and then you've got the new temple. So that, that, that entire pattern is being played out. So when they, when they are released from Persia, you know, under the decree of Cyrus, and they go back, they're back in the land, they build a new temple. Um, there, there's, you know, these, these things are happening. So there's an initial fulfillment of the second Exodus pattern that's been clearly proclaimed in the prophets, but it's not yet fully what, it's not the fullness of everything that Ezekiel's promised. It's not the fullness of everything that the other prophets have promised because they're still under foreign rule. They're still intermarrying. They're still not following the Torah. They, 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 they don't have new, they don't have the spirit within on poured out on all flesh um, at this point. And so it's an already, yes, but it's a not yet. And then the same thing is true for us in terms of we've already gone through the true exodus uh, in terms of uh, the Passover lamb's been crucified. We've been freed from slavery to sin. We're now sojourners looking for a homeland that's to come. Uh, we have the, a new temple in the church uh, that's been indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Um, so all of these things are we are our experience right now, but it's not yet fully what is going to be in terms of we're not in our final homeland yet, new heavens and new earth. Um, you know, we, we're not living face to face with Jesus in the same way that we will at the end of the age. Uh, and so I'm just, so I'm just trying to walk through our experiences a lot like theirs in terms of God has, has his promises are yes and amen in Jesus, but we're still living in that time between the times we, we have, we don't have the fullness of the promises yet. Hmm. Let's get real controversial on why this matters at all. Um, no, I'm sort of kidding about this, but yeah. but will will we eat meat in heaven? Uh, I, I think so. Um, I, I think that you have, uh, for example, let me turn here. Uh, you have these. I think they're eschatological promises that, and again, now they may be symbolic, and somebody could argue that, and I'm not going to argue too much with them, but um, you have these, uh, Isaiah 25, 6, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined, and will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all the peoples, 
the the veil that is spread over all the nations he will swallow up death forever so that seems to be so like you know rich food full of marrow um you know that that kind of thing seems to be uh you know talking about uh, a feast that includes meat and and our god can do anything so it could be possible that there's meat even without killing even without of animals death. yes I just like to imagine there's going to be these ribeye trees where you just go and pull a ribeye off off the tree. I, I think that would be incredible. A ribeye a ribeye tree would be fantastic. Or a chicken wing tree, you know. Yeah, um, that, all these things sound amazing to me. Can't wait. <laughs> all right, let's end with this then. This one seems obviously something that was controversial when we were younger, but um Certainly, there seems to be more push in a, in a different direction as far as interpreting the Old Testament. But when you're preaching the end of Ezekiel, teaching the end of Ezekiel, how are you really trying to apply? We can get bogged down in some of these things, and they're not like they're un, unimportant. Obviously, to, to say that we have to add to the sacrifice of Jesus in any way would be really problematic. Uh, but what, how are you trying to apply the end of Ezekiel, uh, both not missing the tree, like not missing the forest for the tree? Yeah, so I'm gonna I am gonna talk about uh, atonement that's been made in Christ, and so you have access to God that you you know that they didn't that you didn't have before um, in your sin. I'm gonna talk about um, Him being with you, never leaving you, never forsaking you. Uh, I, I'm gonna talk about um, the 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 Spirit and the giving of the Spirit and how uh, that's a sign of of new life and the seal of redemption and, and those kinds of things. Um, uh, I'm going to point to, I'm going to point to worship and, um, so, so one of the things I'm going to point to, so th this is to say, look, the new Testament is clear that we don't need to offer animal sacrifice anymore. However, the new Testament does apply this in terms of we offer ourselves as living sacrifices to God. And so you're, you're you're offering yourself in service to the Lord. Uh, we are a kingdom of priests, and so we offer ourselves as uh, those who are in the service of the King and His kingdom and the and the in the temple. And um, and so those are some of the things I'm I'm going to be laying out. Good stuff. Um, we will. This will be the conclusion of our uh, tough passage in the Old Testament. We hope that you've enjoyed it, uh, particularly as we've been thinking through these tough texts and how you can see and share Jesus and all the Scripture. Next week, we'll have a special guest, Dr. Brian Tabb. He's the editor of the book, Five Views of Christ in the Old Testament, and the author of After Emmaus, How the Church Fulfills the Mission of Christ. We'll discuss the central themes of these books and how seeing Jesus clearly encourages a life of worship and witness. So join us next week on the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. Thank you for listening to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions, topics, or texts that you'd like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at podcast at christcenteredandclear.com. And please visit us at christcenteredandclear.com for more resources that will help you see and share Jesus from all of Scripture. Scripture.